The moment has arrived. I'm Tom Dickinson, and you're listening to Season 1, Episode 13 of The Moment, a podcast about Doctor Who. Each week on the show, I invite a different Doctor Who fan to come chat with me about a Doctor Who moment of their choosing. Except for this week, because this week, I cheated. For this, the final episode of Season 1 of The Moment, I always knew what moment I wanted to chat about to finish things off. Luckily, I have a great guest, Alyssa Frankie of the excellent Whovian Feminism blog and the also excellent This Week in Time Travel podcast, who was more than willing to talk with me about the moment in question. Namely, the very most recent moment of televised Doctor Who, the last few minutes of 2017's Christmas special, Twice Upon a Time. At the start of the episode, the Twelfth Doctor, as played by Peter Capaldi, is already starting to regenerate, but he's holding the process back. He's decided that he no longer wants to regenerate, he simply wants to die as himself. After all, he's lived so long and fought so many battles and had so many faces, one more face than he was ever expecting to have. Suffice it to say that over the course of the episode, in which he shares an adventure with the first Doctor, as played by David Bradley, the Doctor has changed his perspective, and in the moment Alyssa and I discuss, he is on the precipice of deciding whether or not he will regenerate for one more go around the universe. And if you'll pardon the minor spoiler, he does, and he regenerates into Jodie Whittaker. And that's the moment we're talking about, but it also kind of isn't, because there's another moment that we're also discussing, kind of a larger moment that contains the smaller moment. Moments are weird like that. They don't have a standard size or shape. A moment could be a couple minutes of a TV show, or it could be a period of change or transition that plays out over a year or more, and that's what the other moment is. It's the moment in which every episode of Doctor Who the Moment was recorded and released, and it's the moment that we are currently in, presuming that you're listening to this podcast within a couple days after it's released. I'm talking about the moment in which Jodie Whittaker has been cast as the Doctor, and we are awaiting her first full episode in the starring role. It's a moment that began with the 2017 Men's Wimbledon final, when a specially shot teaser revealed for the first time that the Doctor was a woman, and that woman was Jodie Whittaker. And it's a moment that ends a couple days after this episode drops, at which point we will all be living in a very different kind of Doctor Who moment. The moment of being in the midst of Jodie Whittaker's first season. But we'll get there. Let's start small. The last few minutes of Twice Upon a Time. The Twelfth Doctor has wrapped up his final adventure and returned to the TARDIS. And he faces a choice. To die at last or to live again. The Twelfth Doctor. Oh, there it is. After a lot of deliberation, universe. he has finally come to the point I save it, the more it needs saving. Where he can not just let go, but continue forward. That he can let the regeneration happen. Yes, yes, I know they'll get it all wrong without me. And see what new opportunities are awaiting him in the future. Well, I suppose. This is his final moment. One more lifetime. This is his final bow. Won't kill anyone. He's really giving it everything that he's got. Well, except me. He is all up and down his TARDIS. He is wandering, he is walking, and... You wait a moment, Doctor. He is giving a speech... Let's get it right. ...to the next Doctor, passing on... I've got a few things to say to you. ...the values that he has... Basic stuff first. ...the beliefs that he has about... Never be cruel... Never be cowardly. What the doctors can never ever eat pears. Responsibilities. Remember. And obligations are. 
and a little bit about hate is always foolish what it means enough. to be the doctor is always wise. what kind of person that it makes you and what type of people can appreciate you always try you know there's that to be nice but never fail to be kind very oh, personal and intimate moment you mustn't tell anyone your name that was actually pulled from no one would understand it anyway something that peter capaldi said Except at a convention <laughs> where he said the only people that could hear and understand Except the doctor's name children are children children can hear it so it's not just sometimes the 12th doctor if their hearts are in the right place saying goodbye stars are too. to this role it is peter capaldi children can hear you saying i have loved this so much and it's time to pass it on and it's a really sort of incredible but nobody else unique regeneration it's not just about reflecting on the 12th doctor and on peter capaldi laugh hard this is a handing off moment run fast because that's the choice that the doctor makes here to move on to what is coming next and so he stands at the console and he says doctor i let you go i let you go lets the regeneration happen. These regenerations have been getting bigger, bolder, more explosive as time has gone on, and the Twelfth Doctors is really no exception here. Big, bright lights destroys half the TARDIS. But the first moment that we actually get to see the new Doctor is a close-up shot of the Doctor's eyes. Attack eyebrows, you see intense eyes, and that all smooths away into the 13th Doctor's eyes, Jodie Whittaker's eyes. It's a very beautifully shot moment. We don't see the Doctor all at once. The first full body glance that we have of her, we don't actually see her face. It's a backlit shot from behind, almost a rock star kind of look there for a moment. The smoke swirling, this beautiful light, she's backlit, she's got this straight pose out. And then we see the doctor's point of view on her own regeneration. We've literally never had that before. She stumbles forward and grabs one of the screens so she could see her own reflection there. You can see sort of how disconcerting it is a little bit. Her body's not responding the way she's used to. She has to reach up and fumble with it. And then we pan around and we finally see the 13th doctor's face. And she's standing there, astounded, disbelieving. And then there's that little grin that breaks out. And she goes, oh, Berlin. In that beautiful, beautiful northern accent, which thank God they let her keep for this role. And she's so excited and she's ready and she punches a button and the whole console just explodes again. And we have those massive, massive explosions everywhere. The 12th Doctor's TARDIS, the previous TARDIS is getting absolutely blown to bits. The Doctor is getting thrown all over the console room until she is thrown out the door 
and falls out the door, leading us into the next story, which is appropriately the woman who fell to earth. Which, uh, as of this recording, we've yet to see. Yes, very much anticipating it. As far as last lines go, how do you think Capaldi's last lines um, speak to the character? I think they speak beautifully to the character because he had finally... Gotta be my pal. ...come to really... Tell me. ...accept who he was. My good man. He's always questioning whether he's a good man, but he feels very comfortable in the places that he is. And How long... He's settled down and built some lives a night on in different places. He finally gets to spend 24 years. the 24 years, <laughs> that last night on Derillium with River. He spends decades on Earth. You've been lecturing here for a long time. Guarding Missy and teaching. Like 50 years, some people say. At this school, he stayed in place in many places longer than almost any doctor has. And he's okay settling down in that. So to get to the end and acknowledge that to regenerate is not just about dying. It's about letting go of the comfort that he had felt and finding that new energy and drive to absolutely gallivant around the universe again. Of course, this is also a very unique situation because it is a historic regeneration. We are regenerating into a woman for the first time. And we need something that is both appropriately sad for the circumstances, but also hopeful and welcoming towards the next doctor. You know what the hardest thing about knowing you was? This is something difficult to let go of. superior intelligence. A dazzling charisma. Oh, my impeccable dress. Letting you go. This is something that we are going to be sad to have this doctor leave us. Letting go of the doctor is so... But also... So hard. That it's time. Isn't it? It's time to welcome the person who is coming in next. It's time to let go of our ideas of who and what the doctor is and be open to something new and incredible coming our way. It's quite a contrast, especially, I think, to the 10th Doctor's final lines. Yes. I don't want to go. I don't want to go versus Doctor, I let you go. Yes. You, you know, there's a lot of conversation after the 10th Doctor said, I don't want to go about whether it sort of set up Matt Smith and the 11th Doctor for failure because the 10th Doctor was so beloved and so many people didn't want him to go. Yeah, if I change, it feels like dying. It feeds into that feeling rather than saying... Everything I am dies. You know, it's time and let's welcome... Some new man goes sauntering away. ...who is next. I think it's very appropriate for the Tenth Doctor, but perhaps a little bit... And I'm dead. ...oblivious towards the larger context that we need to welcome in the next team. As for Jodie Whittaker's first line as the Doctor... It's a pretty simple and understated line compared to the big speech that mm -hmm. Capaldi just gave. Yeah. How do you feel that sets up this new breath of fresh air for the character? I think it sets it up perfectly. You know, we needed something that was going to build excitement and show why it is that we should love the new Doctor. You know, we've had a lot of interesting and funny moments with the incoming Doctors. You know, the 10th Doctor going... That's weird. Or the 12th Doctor kidneys. yelling about new kidneys. his kidneys. I don't like the color. <laughs> Those are kind of fun and funny moments to have. You know, you think about what it must be like to have your whole body change in a second 
but we needed something a little bit more forward looking, a little less silly. And I think it's kind of perfect because the doctor has been a little bit frustrated with the fact that he's kind of just been Am I the one same thing ginger? for the last couple of go arounds at no, this. Just sort of brown. I wanted to be ginger. I've never been ginger. I'm I you. can't even get ginger hair at this point. Like, I'm really this stuck in a rut right now. And so it's the first opportunity, really, for the doctor to be somebody very, very different from who they were before. So that awe, brilliant, really speaks to the, yes, I am out of the rut. I am ready for something new and different and exciting. Yeah, it's interesting because I hadn't really thought about how the last few times the Doctors regenerated, a lot of the things that they've said have been about the strangeness of their new body. But as you kind of pointed out, the visuals of the scene really communicate the odd sensation of being in a new form without having the Doctor need to vocalize that, which kind of leaves Jodie Whittaker the space to not do that and to instead just give us that very brief awe brilliant. Yeah, it shows the viewers everything that they need to know. I hate Hoggart to stuff with bits in. And frankly, that we already know. New mouth. That regeneration is... New rules. It's like eating after cleaning your teeth. Everything tastes... Strange and different and unusual. Um, and just let us get right to the moment of reacting to, yeah, no, this is a very, very cool thing that's happening. When did you first become a Doctor Who fan? What's your kind of origin story with Doctor Who? Uh, my origin story for Doctor Who is... I started watching it in 2010 when I was a freshman in college. One of my friends, Dark and Stormy Night, she pulls me into her dorm room and we sit there. Don't blink. We watch Blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. Did not sleep well that night. And over the next couple of months, I binged every new season episode and then started watching it live with everybody else at the beginning of season six. It took a little while longer for me to make my way through the classic series, but uh, over the past couple of years, I have worked my way through all of the classic stories, and I just fell in love. Having come to the show in 2010, the first time that you've kind of been along with the fandom, awaiting a new Doctor, finding out that the previous Doctor had left, was Matt Smith's regeneration into Peter Capaldi. Do I have that right? Yes. What was that time like for you as a fan, kind of seeing the show transform? So that was the first time that I was really active in fandom. I started my blog, Whovian Feminism, about six months before the announcement that Matt Smith was going to be leaving the role. I thought, this is brilliant. We have an opportunity for someone brand new to be coming into the show. Why not a woman? And so I started a campaign to really just get fandom thinking about the women who could do the role, because a lot of the conversation about, well, who will the next Doctor be? Who will it be? Was about digging deep into like the individual male actors and who would be good for it. But no one really was talking about female actors who would be good. Someone occasionally would be like, maybe it should be a person of color or a woman playing the role next. But no one was really, you know, diving deep into, well, who could be that doctor? So I was making lists of actresses and pulling photos and starting conversations and really trying to get people to think about, no, really, it could be a woman. And here are five or six actresses that would be absolutely perfect for the role. 
so when the announcement came out that it was going to be Peter Capaldi, I was a little sad. I was a little disappointed. You know, I had really been hoping that the next Doctor would be a woman. And I, I knew it was unlikely. And I loved Peter Capaldi immediately. So I was very, very happy that he got the role. But it was a, a very contentious time in fandom. You know, there was this moment during the announcement that Peter Capaldi would be the next Doctor, where they were talking about, could it be a woman? Could the Doctor one day be a woman and Stephen Moffat made this rather cruel joke. I like that Helen Mirren has been saying that we should have a female doctor. I'd like to go on record. I think it's time that the Queen was played by a man. Because Helen Mirren at that point had been in like two or three productions playing uh, Queen Elizabeth and you know I get where the joke was coming from but for everyone who was so excited and so invested in it to have it be a kind of joke like that felt cruel. It felt like it hurt. It was like, is it really that unreasonable? Is it really that out there that the doctor could be a woman one day? So it was a very difficult moment in fandom. So many people loved the idea and supported the idea, but for the people who were in charge, it still, they were talking about it like it was some, you know, far-reaching, impossible thing. Yeah, it's difficult to kind of understand what to think about, especially that particular remark from Stephen Moffat, because at that time, he must have already been... Who's missing? planning out Please try to keep up you know the big reveal about missing Short for mistress. so it's hard to know like to what extent is that well, really his attitude couldn't very well keep calling myself the master now could I or to what extent is it just a flippant joke he's making without consideration of how people will react to it exactly and you know knowing Moffat I think it was probably more of a flippant joke now, at the time, I didn't really know his sense of humor very well, and it stung. And I think that he probably made a joke without thinking of how painful it would be for a lot of people. You know, he's also evolved a lot on this issue. You know, he's been building up the actual canon framework within the show that, yes, Time Lords can regenerate from male to female and even change their race when they are regenerating. And so he's been building that in since he first took over showrunning for the show. But even his perspective on it has changed a lot over the past couple of years. You know, when Capaldi was hired, he kept talking about, well, you hire the actor and you don't hire the gender. And a lot of people were pushing back and saying, if you've only ever seen a man, you are going to think of men first and foremost. And if you don't include women in the process um, for auditioning for this role, then you probably are never going to look at a woman actress and right off the bat think, yeah, she'd be perfect for the role. You know, his audition process was basically pull in Peter Capaldi, audition Peter Capaldi, decide on Peter Capaldi. But as he's going into casting Michelle Gomez to play Missy, uh, the master, he did actually think first and foremost, well, maybe we need to make the master a woman this time. And his public statements about this waffle a little bit about whether he cast the gender or the actress first. But ultimately, in the end, when Chibnall was casting for the 13th Doctor, he's been very clear that he knew that this Doctor would be a woman from the start, and he only auditioned women for the role. So there needed to be that sort of intentionality behind it, that you could find the perfect woman, the perfect actress who would absolutely be the doctor, but you needed to be intentional about thinking 
for that because otherwise you're going to fall back on the default, which for so long in Doctor Who was a white man. So during the lead up to Capaldi's casting versus during the lead up to the announcement of Jodie Whittaker's casting, how do you think the conversation about the Doctor's gender changed during that period in terms of how fans were talking about it? I think it was something that wasn't as far-fetched this time around. I think people were talking about it more seriously. Media companies especially were being a lot more intentional when they were building out their lists of who the next Doctor could be. You know, when it was Matt Smith to Peter Capaldi, so many pop culture website and blogs were not even including women in their lists at all. This time around, there seemed to be a lot more intentional effort to say, no, really, let's think about who are the women actresses who are well positioned at the moment to take this role. And let's include them in our lists. In public conversation, it wasn't so much a, well, maybe we're ready for this. Maybe it could be a woman this time. It was a lot more, no, it is absolutely time. In fact, it is overdue for a woman to take this role. And frankly, Chibnall would be out of his mind to not think about casting a woman this time around. So it seemed to have a lot more public support. And there's actually some limited amount of public polling available on the topic that really does show, at least for a limited audience of people in the UK, that their attitudes towards a woman playing the doctor have improved over the last several years and that there's more public support now. And so I really do think that the conversations we had before Peter Capaldi's casting, as difficult as they were, really set us up to be in a much better place to talk about the idea and then welcome Jodie Whittaker when she arrived. Yeah, that sounds that sounds absolutely right to me, even just from pulling my own brain. <laughs> um, <laughs> my first uh, regeneration with the fandom was David Tennant's regeneration into Matt Smith, at which point I don't, I don't really remember how much the idea that the doctor could be anything other than a man was on my radar. And when it was uh, time for Peter Capaldi to be cast, my attitude was really something of, well, you know, maybe the doctor should be a woman. Um, And when it was time for Capaldi to leave and get replaced, my attitude was much more along the lines of, is it seriously going to be another white man? Are we really going to do that again? That just seemed ludicrous to me at that point. Mm -hmm. I think the fan conversation has evolved over, over time. It hasn't always been the most pleasant process. No, it's been contentious. And sometimes it's been well-meaning, difficult conversations between fans with reasonable differences in opinion. You know, amazingly, that does exist. That is out there. There's many people and fandom that I talk to that I very deeply respect who weren't quite enthusiastic about a woman taking the role for a lot of reasons. And there were some difficult but good productive conversations about, is this something that we really want? How do we feel about this? Are we going to be ready for it when it happens? And then, of course, there were the sexists and the misogynists and the trolls. And they were not arguing in good faith and they were just being terrible for the sake of it. And some people are going to always be that way and they're not going to be trying to do anything other than sexist, misogynistic, awful mudslinging at Jodie Whittaker. That's just who they are and that's just what they're going to do. But they're a very small and increasingly irrelevant portion of fandom. And I think 
overall, the fandom is in a much better, much healthier position now. And everyone else, you just block and mute them on Twitter and your life is so much better for it. (laughs) So way back in July of 2017, when we finally learned who was going to be replacing Peter Capaldi, this was during the men's Wimbledon final. Were you watching at the time? I was not watching Men's Wimbledon. I don't even know that I had the ability to access that on my cable network at home. I was just waiting for them to put it out on Twitter. But I was very eagerly awaiting the announcement and it was just everything that I wanted it to be. You know, when when that video came out, I think I I had to watch it three times before I fully took in the video because I was just waiting, waiting, waiting for the reveal. And like, you're trying to guess, like you see the hand sticking out. Is that a woman's hand? Is that a man's hand? It's definitely a white hand. And we're panning up and we're seeing her eyes. I'm like, oh my God, it's a woman because seriously, no man puts on that much mascara for this role and like her face structure. I was thinking, oh yeah, no, I think I'm I'm really, really sure that's going to be a woman. And then they pan up and they show Jodie Whittaker. I screamed, I cried, I was an absolute mess for the rest of the day. Like, I was just completely falling apart, collapsing, happy uh, that it was not just going to be a woman, but it was going to be Jodie Whittaker, who I knew was brilliant and amazing. So she was on your radar uh, at the time. She was. and She wasn't necessarily at the top of my list at the time. I thought it was possible, but she would not have been my first seed. But I still think that she was perfect and brilliant. Um, I'd only seen her in very serious roles. So that's one of the reasons she wasn't my sort of top pick for it because I thought, well, she probably can do more of that lighthearted side of the doctor. I just haven't seen it. So I don't know. Now that I've gotten to get to know her a little bit more, now that I've seen more of her work, I definitely know that she can do that part of the role as well and that she's perfect for it. You know, they've been pretty tight lipped about about everything having to do with the new season. But we've learned a little bit about her doctor from the reveal of the costume to the iconic imagery to some of the things that we can expect from her doctor. And how do you how do you feel about what we've gotten so far? I'm very excited. I think the one thing that I really come away with is that she has been very intentional about this role from the beginning, knowing it's importance, but also knowing that she needs to not be put into a corner that only defines her as the woman doctor. You know, she is the first woman to play this role and that is historic and important. But she's also said repeatedly, women are not a genre. I'm a woman playing this role, but I am not going to be typecast as only the woman doctor. When she's done everything to build up her character, even down to the costume details, you know, she's given a lot of very impressive interviews talking about how she really wanted to go for an androgynous look with this costume. And androgyny in fashion too often is men's clothes on small women's bodies and drab colors. This is a bright, colorful outfit that draws upon both male and female branded articles of clothing that goes for really unique and interesting silhouettes down to the culottes, which have this fascinating feminist history behind them because they were originally skirts that became split skirts. So women could be active and play in sports and ride horses. And over time, they shifted to really give a more feminine silhouette with the skirt-like design, but also that 
practicality and comfort of wearing pants. So like, that's the type of androgynous look that she's going for here. Not being afraid to draw upon both male and female articles of clothing, build a new silhouette out of it. And she just has so much life in her. Mm. You just watch all of these interviews and go, This is gonna be fun. Heck yeah, I would follow you to the ends of the universe. You know, she's not going to be quite as introspective of a doctor, I feel like they're hinting at, which is fine. You know, I liked the 12th Doctor's whole, am I a good man thing? And that's important to have the character sort of reflect inward a little bit. But that time has happened, it has closed, and now it is time for a doctor who's going to want to go out and fight injustice in the universe. Because... That's really the superhero that we need right now. I'm the Doctor. When people need help, I never refuse. I definitely have to agree with what you say about her sort of energy that you see. And the main thing that I had known her from before was Broadchurch. I don't want to see a counselor. Where she gives Mm -hmm. an incredible performance. A counselor want me to stop being angry. I need my anger. It's all I've got right now. She she plays a grieving mother and she she gives that her all and she really... I had one job as his mum. Brings so much pathos and... Get him ready for the world. Set him up to meet it and be the best he could be and I failed him. I let him down. No, you didn't. Devastating emotion to that character. But uh, getting to know Jodie Whittaker in the way I've gotten to know her from, you know, the trailers and the footage from interviews and that amazing moment on the catwalk at San Diego Comic-Con. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> she is. She's just so um, energetic and also just deeply eccentric yes. <laughs> in the most wonderful way. Just some of her facial expressions in the recent video she's had of her um, reacting to negative comments about her on the internet. With- Jamie Gillespie has added a lot of red angry faces. You've ruined it. You haven't even seen me do it yet. Can sometimes be quite a distressing rather than a fun thing to see. Yeah. But the reactions that she has and the way she laughs, the way she smiles, the way she frowns, it's... I I just cannot wait to see her on my screen more. Right, exactly. What are you most looking forward to about the coming season? I'm really looking forward to seeing the dynamic between the Doctor and her companion. Would you be my new best friends? I've loved the reveals that we've had in the teasers and the trailers so far. It seems like they're going to be a really interesting group of people together. And, you know, one of my favorite seasons of Doctor Who ever is season eight from the classic series. I love the unit family dynamic with the third doctor and uh, his whole team at unit having a big group in the TARDIS is always fun and interesting Uh, and so I'm really excited to see their dynamic together and I'm really excited to see Jodie Whittaker and everything that she's going to do with the role you know this is the first time that I've had a doctor who looks like me who's going to be going out and doing these incredible things in the world you know there's we can't save everyone in that moment in Wonder Woman. This is not what we came here to do. Where Wonder Woman gets out and crosses no man's land. No, but it's what I'm going to do. I went to see that with a bunch of female friends. And we all came out of it exhilarated and looking at each other like, is this what men feel like all the time when they come out of the movies? Is this what it feels like? Diana! And I, I can't wait for that moment to see the doctor have this wonderful, heroic moment. Take down the bad guys, call out injustice, and just feel that thrill again. This being a show about moments, I'm glad you brought up that particular moment in Wonder Woman. But I'm curious to know if there's any particular moments in the trailers or promotion that have stood out as being you know, singularly exciting or affecting. 
the most recent trailer, that moment where Yaz asks the doctor. What do we do? Why are you asking her? Because she's in charge, bro. Says who? Says Everyone together being like, that's the doctor. She's in charge and you're going to follow whatever she says. That to me was one of those moments that it just, it really hit home. And then the biggest one was that trailer where the doctor is standing in a room and Glorious comes up all of the windows and that gorgeous glass ceiling just absolutely shatter. And the doctor just shrugs and goes, oops. The symbolism of shattering a glass ceiling like that (laughs) and the carefree confidence that Jody has in that moment to just shrug and go, whoops, shattered your expectations, shattered your barriers, shattered your glass ceiling. That was that was everything. Count me among the many male viewers of that trailer who did not initially pick up on that bit of symbolism. (laughs) And good on Doctor Who for not pitching itself exclusively to me anymore. (laughs) See, this is what it feels like. This is what it feels like. One question to kind of return to the moment itself the actual moment of regeneration. Whenever an actor plays the Doctor, they kind of leave their stamp on the role, which are things that future Doctors can either take or leave as they as they like. Capaldi's exit is kind of, as you said, a, a speech-giving advice to his successor. What aspects of his version of the character are you hoping to see carried forward? You know, I think those last couple of lines really, to me, epitomize what the Doctor is and what the Doctor should strive to be. Someone that isn't afraid to have fun and laugh at the ridiculous, impossible things that happen in the universe. Someone who's always running, seeking out injustice. But someone who is ultimately, at their core, kind and striving for kindness. That's what I hope Jodie Whittaker's doctor carries forward, that wonderful little ethos right there. Have you ever had difficulty kind of getting used to a new version of the doctor? Not really. Weirdly, honestly, the most I've had difficulty with is the third doctor to the fourth doctor, because the third doctor is one of my all-time favorite doctors, and weirdly, the fourth doctor is not. I don't have particular dislike of the fourth doctor. He just never clicked with me the way he clicked with, I think, 80% of the fandom. So that, for me, was a little bit of a transition that it took me a long time to warm up to the fourth doctor. Um, I was a little worried if I'd be like that after Peter Capaldi, because he is my absolute favorite doctor. I love him to pieces. I was sobbing at his regeneration. But I think I'm so excited and ready for Jodie Whittaker that it's not going to be a problem at all to uh, welcome her into the role. I, for one, I bounced hard off of Peter Capaldi, actually, for his first few episodes. Yeah. I just was not feeling it at all. And he very quickly after that ascended to become my favorite doctor so far. This just looks like a very different doctor that we're getting from Jodie Whittaker. And I'm excited. I'm I'm a little bit worried that I'm going to bounce off her as well. But I kind of have faith that she'll win me over in the end, even if it takes me some time. You know what? You always love the doctor again. Sometimes it takes a while, but you always love the doctor again. It's okay to be nervous. It's okay to be cautiously optimistic. We are in uncharted waters here and there's a lot of people putting a lot of importance on this moment, but don't be afraid to be excited. You know, be open and welcoming and try most of all to have that little bit of joy to bring in with you when you watch the new episodes that are coming out. And that is it for the moment this week. In fact, that is it for the moment this year. Big thanks to Alyssa Frankie, my guest on this episode of The Moment. You can find Alyssa 
on Twitter at Whovian Feminism. You can find her blog at whovianfeminism.tumblr.com, and the excellent podcast she does with Chip Sutterth is called This Week in Time Travel, which you can find over at theincomparable.com slash T-W-I-T-T. And with that, it's about time I close up shop here. The moment has passed for now, but it will probably return with new episodes sometime early in 2019. Until then, you'll just have to do something else with your time. Maybe there's something good on TV that you could watch, I don't know. I know, it's a long time, but this show is not easy to make, and if I were making it all the time, it would probably kill me. If you enjoyed Season 1, and you would like to support the show with money, you can now contribute to the show on Ko-Fi over at ko-fi.com slash themomentpod. That's ko-fi.com slash themomentpod. You absolutely do not have to give me money for this show, but if you want to give me money for this show to help me pay for our hosting and some badly needed equipment upgrades, that's how to do it. If you want to support the show without giving me money, how about you pick your favorite episode of Season 1 and share it with a friend who loves Doctor Who? Many thanks to those of you who have already done just that, or have talked up the show on Twitter, or reviewed it in Apple Podcasts, or helped the show out in any number of ways, even if that's just by listening to it, because your listenership is hugely appreciated. Thank you. If you want to keep up with developments regarding the future of the show, or whatever else I decide to tweet about, follow the show on Twitter at TheMomentPod. Or just remain subscribed to the feed in your podcast app of choice, and you will be hearing from us again someday, hopefully sooner rather than later. Time is a structure relative to ourselves. I'm Tom Dickinson. And I'll be back. I'll get him in. Time is the space made by our lives. When the moment arrives. Where we stand together forever. Time and relative dimension in space. It means life.